Hi guys, welcome back. This is Talk Hockey to Me with Irene and Ken. This is the show where we express our hockey opinions, all things hockey, not just any specific team, even though some of us might lean more towards the Blackhawks and the Sabres because they have a soft spot in their heart for them. And some of us might lean towards the Rangers, the thieves I'd like to, they're thieves. Give back Artemi Panarin, that's all I ask of you. Anyway. So yeah, this is the show where we talk about our hockey opinions, which may or may not be unfiltered and may or may not be unpopular or popular, depending on the type of person you are. Um, Every week, we're going to try to do a cash or trash, as Ken liked to call it. We're going to do our rankings and like, you know, compare rankings to what people at other places have to say, just because I like to be petty and rank my team higher. Just kidding. But um, sometimes some teams don't deserve as high of a ranking. They're just like, they're very consistent. And I'm like, they can be consistent and still lose. It doesn't mean that they're that, whatever. I guess it could mean that they're that great of a team. I just, I go back and forth. No, absolutely. As I say, as us lifelong hockey fans, you know, we obviously got our takes on it. Just seeing kind of some of the takes going on, which teams are cash, which teams are trash. And sometimes you just don't compute. So you know, sometimes you just play in a college hockey arena. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about them. They they're a spoiler. They're on the trash section. Wait, why? I don't understand that. We gotta start winning. <laughs> Have they won any games yet? Oh, they're three and five ones for now. But... Oh, wow. That's actually a better start than I thought they would have. And if you don't know who we're talking about, we are talking about the Arizona Coyotes. I would hope if you just even casually follow hockey, you know that because that was um that was a choice when all of that was announced. But I mean, I guess if they want to keep them in Arizona, that's what they have to do if ticket sales aren't happening. <sighs> to think they got perfectly large arenas in Quebec, Houston, and they're sticking with Arizona. Yeah. Wow. It's sad. Fourth largest market though. Gotta gotta respect the hustle. I mean, I guess, but if they're not doing anything and there are more profitable cities, should that not, we can get into, I'm going to get really heated about that because I just don't understand. I mean, like I get it, but I also feel like I get the fact that like it takes a minute for a team to actually like fully demise, but I feel like they've been in the demise for like years. It was longer at this than point. when Atlanta was in his demise. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Some people walk around in their Thrasher jerseys at Blackhawks games because, you know, Hosa played for them. And I'm just like, if you thrived, where would Atlanta be now? Probably still at the bottom of the stands, but at least they still be in Atlanta. That's true. Anyway. All right, folks. Now time for our big segment of the week, cash or trash. We're talking about which teams are cash, which teams are doing good so far start the season, which teams and probably focus on tanking. So we're going through each team worst to best record wise as of uh, the night of November 3rd. And it was get us started. San Jose. So looking at their record three and one, uh, I think it's pretty easy. We know where they're set. I, I'm thinking pretty cash, no? <laughs> well, they got green. They rock green and aqua good, but they've been off to a trash start so far this season. And... That's so rude of you to say to them. <laughs> I want you to apologize. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, trash. Absolute garbage hot dumpster fire you know i i don't think there is a meme no there is a meme of dumpster fire isn't there there has to be there's no way it's been so many years on the anyway move on next team well 
I was gonna say just even before that, you know, they're looking at them so far seeing three, eight, and one. Uh looking at that's was that point percentage of only about twenty nine goals, you know, not much has gone right for them. And that was kind of kickstarted too. If you remember at the start of the season, uh going out to Czech Republic, losing both games to Nashville. It's a rough and start. Really, to me, outside of Eric Carlson, who I think has really found his groove again. Mm-hmm. Uh he he scored a hat trick two against the Ducks uh, earlier in the week. You know, outside of that, it's this is a franchise still about two, three years away of being competitive. Yeah, I agree with that. Just feel like San Jose has really lost their touch. Like there was like a moment there where they just they were they seemed like they were going in the right direction, and then I don't know what happened. Maybe it was all the things with the Vander Kane when he was there. He put like a curse on them for trading him. I have no idea. We don't know what he does in his spare time, but. You know, it just seems like they they were, like, so close. It's like when someone makes a point and then, like, they say that one thing and you're just like, there was the point. You were so close and then you miss it. And that's kind of how I feel about San Jose. Yeah, again, Eric Carlson, 15 points, uh, leads the league uh, for defenders. So, you know, I'm not surprised. Start. Eric Carlson has always been a very consistent defenseman, a very offensive defenseman, too. Like, he definitely makes the plays. He's definitely not afraid to get in there, shoot hooks at the net, like, kind of pass and just kind of, play as a forward almost but he's also not yeah. afraid to get down and dirty and like jump in front of a puck yeah he acts as that fourth fifth forward uh for a line as you were saying but really getting outside of him not much going right for them another team too uh just doing a little better than them is vancouver at two six and two off to a rough start to the season Be able to find a pair of wins uh especially starting off uh getting their first win against pittsburgh which was huge but since then uh lost their last game haven't been doing too good either. Uh, it's another team <laughs> off to a trash start. You know, unlike San Jose, they had a f- high expectations to at least make uh, the playoffs. I mean, it's still early in the season. We could, I mean, as of right now, like you said when we started this, it is just November. Um, however, sometimes once you start at like such a heart, like such a low place in the season, it is very hard to get back up into the rankings and get into the playoffs. Like don't look at the one time the St. Louis blues did it. <laughs> like that is yes. the beauty of the game, but it doesn't mean that's right. always going to be the case. The think- exception. And it's funny too, because this kind of goes with Vancouver. You know, I think back to last year where uh, they were on the road uh, a lot because of making games up because of uh, COVID-19 and, you know, they suffered a big, long losing streak. And they actually mm-hmm. managed, once uh, Bruce Boudreaux uh, got behind the bench, they managed to kind of turn the season around, but a little too little too late at that point. So it was kind of weird how you're getting a, a run-through of that again. Mm-hmm. And obviously just the whole JT Miller stuff, you know, they re-signed him, big extension, uh, $56 million. He's not really, you know, lining up the scoreboard. And they already moved him from center to left wing. So, you know, there's... What are they going to do, right wing next? <laughs> Right, is you know, I don't want to say it's trying to put a bandage on the situation, but yeah, so far not working. Outscored thirty to fifty three so far this season, so just really, wow. yeah, defensively, it's you know still a lot of holes there. Yeah, and from Vancouver, you know, another team too is that also had high expectations at least make the playoffs or at least fight was Columbus, and you know. Big moves, obviously, over the offseason. Getting Johnny Goodrow was a big get. Not much to show for it. Three straight losses, three and seven starts of the season, Irene. Yeah, I just, I you know, Johnny Goodrow, I do have a very soft spot in my heart for him. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Um, it could have been, like, the whole Johnny Hockey thing. Anyway, if you were on Twitter, you know. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I feel like Columbus is a very, has always been and always will be, in my opinion, a very scrappy team. I think it kind of happened when Tortorella was coach and like, um, you know, they always fought really hard. They always seem to like just barely make it into the playoffs or just be like, again, like on that cusp. And like, I, I hope, you know, it is still early in the season, but again, like I was saying, literally with Vancouver is just like, it is going to be hard to dig yourself out of this hole. The more, the more you dig yourself into yeah. it. Columbus, and it's just, Columbus too is real bad. Offense, especially, which is again yeah. shocking team with Johnny Goodrow. Well, I mean, you know, it takes a minute for players to gel and it's hard, but it's like, you know if your players aren't gelling and it's not working like what can you do just keep blending the lines like that doesn't also work because you need enough time to gel and like it's a whole it's just like it's a chaotic system and it's hard and it's just like you know maybe the season is their season maybe it's just not meant to be and maybe it's just like a, a season where you have to look back and reflect and be like we didn't do anything right we couldn't do this we couldn't do that like we have to go back to the drawing board or maybe they'll there is a uh, one one section at least in the lines where I think they gotta get the blender and that's the power play oh, for yeah. twenty five start the season. They are the only team without a power play goal, and with exception of St. Louis, they have the least amount of power play attempts. Uh, anyway, so it is you know tough goings there for a team. Again, I expect as anticipated, they were anticipated to not obviously not be a top tier playoff team, but. You know, to be better than what they've shown so far, it's right. it's you know trash. Obviously, these past few teams have been, and you know is it's been a rough go about for those three. You know, those bottom three teams probably gonna stay just for how bad they played so far this season, and maybe even this next team too. St. Louis three three and six. They started the season three and zero, oh, and just haven't found victory over the past couple weeks, and. Now, they're a team who, you know, we started this a couple weeks ago. They would have been in cash if that 3 and right. start. Since then, it's just been a straight dumpster fire. I'm, <laughs> again, we really just, like, have to have, like, a dumpster fire, like, playing in the background during that every time we say that. Or, But it's also just, like, you know, St. Louis, I feel like you're right. Like, it has these high expectations. Like, ever since that Stanley Cup win, I feel like they've really turned around their team and they've really become, like, a dominant force. Not that people didn't think that St. Louis – wasn't a good team but that that just like solidified it for them and they just really proved to everybody that like hey we are a legitimate team we can do this we're well-rounded we can kick your ass when we need to and ever since then I don't ever since the 3-0 started it just it feels like they've been on a decline and I'm just like that's really weird and to me it kind of reminds me of you know how people say that uh two goal lead is like the most dangerous lead in hockey it's like a 3-0 start is like the most dangerous start because then you're like oh and six after that like it's just like you know in no overtime anything that's to me that's a little shocking just because i feel like most of the time they could push it to overtime and just it's it's just hard and it's hard to watch yeah, I mean, not that hard for me, but it's hard to watch it. such a good team have such a demise. But yeah, you know, we were talking about, about we were talking about uh, the struggles defensively. This is a team where the offense and the goaltending, especially, isn't there. Offensively, uh, last in the league, nineteen goals scored. Uh, as you said, exception of Columbus, they are actually including Columbus. Uh, St. Louis is uh, the worst team uh, on power play opportunities and uh, goaltending wise as well. Both. Both their goalies combining for save percentage of about eighty five percent, and that's just not going to get you wins. Not in the NHL, certainly not in the NHL. Right. I just it's 
you know, defense is a lot. And what if your defense can only carry you so far, though, if your offense isn't working either. Like, it's like you can't have your goalies and your defensemen just do everything. Yeah. And while it helps to have, like, those active defensemen like Eric Carlson, but they're not the people who are supposed to score your goals. They're not the people who are supposed to, like, invigorate the team by score. Like, you know, it's great. They can invigorate the team by having a great penalty kill by possibly generating a chance or two, which is always good. But it doesn't mean that like it's just going to do everything for you. Like it's just it's so it's so frustrating to like yeah, watch them go back so back and forth. Yeah. and I'm saying uh, Justin Falk is one of those examples. You know, the fact I can actually uh, tied with Braden Shen points with nine, uh, oh. six assists, three goals that lead tied for the lead of the team. And it's just talking about goaltending again. Jordan Bennington, Tom Grease. You know, these are two guys. You know, Bennington a good goalie. Uh, Grease as well. Uh, really in part of New York Islanders, I thought he was a good goalie, but no, none of them have, neither of them got off to a good start. Uh, Reese 0 2, Bennington 3 3, already got ejected once. He has an 88 save percentage. Not, I love that for not him. Not good. Not good for uh, St. Louis. So, another team oh. in the trash pile, uh, along with Anaheim as well, <laughs> doing a little better 3 6 and 1. Won uh, their past couple games uh, so far, not including tonight as they're still facing Vancouver, but. Yeah, you know, three six and one off to a bad start. Uh, found a couple wins, uh, recently to shake off that one six and one start. But yeah, for the most part, it hasn't been a season to remember for the Ducks. And probably won't be. Truthfully, mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna. I I just I honestly couldn't even tell you where they're going. I feel like their team doesn't even know where they're going sometimes. And like you know, some of these teams like. You know, Columbus, it could just be a matter of time before, like, they just get clicking and they're all just, like, firing firing on all cylinders, excuse me. But I just feel like Anaheim, they just, you know, when you're when you don't know your identity as a team and you don't know who you are, it's just going to be hard to, like, click and find all these things. And fine, they're doing better than some of the teams and they're not the worst of the worst. But again, like, it's also not counting how many games like other teams have in hand on them. And if it, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day, if they can't win those games that they don't, that they have in hand or do not have in hand, or if those other teams aren't losing, it's not going to matter, but it's the way to describe Anaheim. I think, you know, they're not the worst of the worst, you know, they're above Vancouver and San Jose uh, in Pacific standings. They're Mm -hmm. still uh, sixth and, you know, goals for uh, they're above St. Louis goals against they're above uh, Vancouver and uh, St. Louis, a penalty kill above St. Louis, so you know it's like they're barely, uh, you know they're not the worst, but not by much. Right. <laughs> and yeah, another team, uh, off to tough start six straight trashes. Uh, obviously, as we start getting a little bit better down the list. Yeah, it's Nashville, <laughs> another three six and one team. Uh, you know, got off to a good start. I thought in the global series, two wins over San Jose, but uh, since then a lot of losing. Lost their last two games. Uh. Just not haven't been able. They're leading tonight. Could get a big win over Calgary, but you know, with that in mind, you know that'd probably be their best offense. I think since the start of the season. Yeah, it feels like Nashville just kind of lost their rhythm. No pun intended. As the city of you know country music, but just it doesn't feel like again, like they don't know what they're doing. And it's, it's interesting to me to see just because I feel like the last few years, especially they've been just so dominant and they've been so like in your face and so good and just so like ready to play every season and ready to play all playoffs. And like, fine, they haven't won 
the cup, right? Like they haven't done the thing, but it doesn't mean that they weren't there, like on the cusp of it every time. And they had that weird president's trophy, like banner raising, which I never want to speak of again, but I can't stop thinking about it every time I talk about them. Um, (laughs) That was so weird. Um, No, it's true, man. Just looking at them too, you know, uh, Juicy Sorrows as these started virtually, I think every game for Nashville. Are you serious? Yeah, and Kevin Lankman, obviously, you know, from Chicago, who's, you know, put in a game or two. But it is to the point, you know, just not a lot of success, uh, you know, outside of those two. Is that the offense, defense, not really clicking, the exception of uh, facing San Jose. So another team to add to the trash pile, along with uh, Arizona, who is on a one-game win streak, a 3-5-1, and one, but I'll just moved in to their uh, newborn in uh, – in Arizona State a, University. Do they still have the foldable chairs for uh, the locker room? Yeah. Did he update? Are people yeah. still struggling even though they're getting paid millions of dollars? I was going to say, one more, one more week uh, of having a change in a uh, high school locker. But, uh, Cute. <laughs> locker yeah. room. But yeah. I, I just, yikes. I honestly am surprised Arizona wasn't the first one on our list happy for them that they weren't the first one like on the trash list honestly (laughs) i don't know where arizona is gonna go i don't know how they're gonna turn out i hope they can just like surprise everyone but it clearly doesn't look like that they've already been demoted to like a college arena and i don't know at what point you kind of wake up and realize like oh man, maybe my team is going to be moved to a different city because we cannot keep butts in seats and we cannot do anything. Like, you know, sometimes it's like you need to rip off the Band-Aid and start over and just kind of move on. And it might be the case with Arizona. And that's yeah. sad to say because it's like, you know, they could they could have been something great. There was a point in time where they were making the playoffs and they were doing the damn thing. But now it's just like, they're a shell. Not even, I don't even want to say a shell. They're like a newborn infant. Like, sir, what, like, what is going on with this team? Honestly, sorry. I don't mean to get so heated about Arizona. I don't even care about Arizona, but it's just like, what the hell? Like you get demoted from a like a like an arena, an NHL yeah, arena, and then you're fun. down to like a college. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. it is tough. Yeah, no, sure. Five on five is not fun to watch, but uh, power play wise, they're actually uh, doing pretty good. Almost at thirty percent. That leads the league. I've yeah, had, if they could stay on the power play the but... entire time, maybe they could find a rhythm or something. <laughs> they, it worked worked earlier uh, versus Florida. They went three to they... one off two power play goals. Yeah. If the other team can just like play with an with a less of a uh, one more time, hold on. If the other team can just have one less player on the ice, then Arizona can actually be a functional team. <laughs> but that's unfortunately not how the National yeah. Hockey League works. I didn't know that. Did you? Yeah, it's going back to the teams on losing streaks. We got Ottawa at a four and six. This is a, a team. Uh, yeah, it would have been cash. Uh, you know, we did this a couple weeks ago. We're off to a four yeah. and two start. Lost the uh, four straight after that, and have not looked like the team that started the season. Uh, and they were firing all cylinders, especially offensively. Right. And you know, thirty-seven goals already. You know, it puts them in the top ten of the league so far, but. You know, it's a team where penalty kill wise, you know, they've struggled there at uh seventy eight percent. And it's uh yeah, it's been a rocky roll this past week. Yeah, I, I mean just just like the teams that start off well, you know, it is just like inevitable that they'll lose, I guess unless you're Boston or the Knights. But <laughs> um I mean I it to me it doesn't seem super shocking like 
if you lose it's just like how you go about just like figuring out your game plan after and it seems like Ottawa's clearly just like not having a good game plan afterwards and just kind of like gotten in their own heads and just been like you know what we lost after excuse me after having such a hot start and it's like okay you lost you didn't die like get up off the ground like keep going like it's not the end of the world and it's just like you know it could be the opponents they're facing it could just be no, I was like gonna say, they're the first or- they're the first team that's just where you know they're they're trash quote-unquote but really you know we do is get next when we do is get next week they're probably going to be in the cash because you, know, you just look at tonight for example they lost by four to vegas vegas is the hottest team in the league and even with that uh you know they still put in a heck of a game and uh, they honestly they dominated the possession of the puck for a lot of that game. They took forty six shots, oh, uh, forty two of them getting past uh, Logan Thompson. It's just the I was say it was just more the goaltending with uh, Anton Forsberg. He really struggled. Gave up five goals. Cam Talbot came in relief, uh, pitched shutout in that front. But yeah, they're a team where it says once 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 they get consistent, I think they have a good shot to to be competitive for a lot of the season and probably even get a playoff spot. Yeah. It sounds like even from what you're saying, it could just be like consistent goaltending or even consistent defense or, you know, it's just like, it seems like if they can just do that, they'll be good. You know, their offense is clearly there. You don't, you don't lose a game five to four by not putting in the offense, having 42 shots on goal like that. Clearly it's they're doing something right. It's just, they haven't found like the right, like, everything i don't know how to explain it like the right formula to win all the games or whatever yeah and our team had in similar bowls pittsburgh you know the start of the season good lost six straight games uh four five and two right now and you know they're a team where a lot of people me included before the season you know we're expecting which team is going to fall off a lot of people tab boston because of age pittsburgh is a team like like boston where you know there's a lot of experience a lot of older players on that team Mm-hmm. And unlike Boston, you know, Pittsburgh has been the team where, you know, they've really shown that their age, where that age is offensively still firing all cylinders 40 goals oh, yeah. already uh, top five offense in the league. But, you know, def- everywhere else, you know, defense, you know, giving up 41 goals among the worst in the league. Uh, power Jeez. play is very middling penalty kills. Also not good. 71 uh, percent on the PK in Pittsburgh. And- yeah, are you shocking. sure this is like you're wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's shocking to me. They've always had like a pretty good uh penalty kill. That's why I'm like absolutely baffled right now. You said penalty kill right now, yeah. Play. yeah. Okay, you're like your expression was not it. No, it's just like, wait, did I totally just, yeah, like I said, we know how good obviously those top that top six is, but defensively, bomb six, even uh, how the goaltending's been uh, for it's you know, it's really shown. Uh, where the cracks in the armor is for this team. They're a team where uh, they didn't make a lot of moves over the offseason. They're a team where they wanted to make a lot of moves between now and Trey Dolan. Yeah, I, I mean, if offense is fine, then I would say, you know, look defensively. If you need, like, at least just, like, a backup goaltender who can just do it for you, then I would look for that. Or even maybe, like, a seasoned, like a year or two in defenseman, just like someone who's a little younger brings like more fresh legs and then just like, you know, find something else. Cause I doubt, you know, offense is just like not easier as you age, but you know, you're not standing in front of the puck every time, like taking that hit to your body. Also, just so everybody knows the Blackhawks game is the Blackhawks Kings game is going into overtime. Um, I just got like 12 notifications and I saw it on my screen, but anyway, 
I mean, it is sad. Like you're right. Like Pittsburgh and Boston were aging and we can get more into Boston later just as we go down the list. But it's just, it's, it's interesting to me how they didn't do any moves. It's like, they're stuck in this time period where they're just like, we're okay for and now because we're not like 40. Yeah. The Vets are contributing for the most part. I see Crosby, Malkin, five goals, 12 points. Uh, Brian Russ, two, uh, four goals, eight points. Uh, Jason Zucker as well, eight points. Gunso, eight points. But, you know, outside of that, there's not a lot really going on for this team. No new faces are really stepping up for them either uh, mm-hmm. so far. And, you know, they're... And to wrap up the bottom 10 of the week, surprisingly, is Colorado. And, you know, I'm not going to call them trash. They're, they could be bottom 10. They're still cash to me. But, you know, they're a team definitely experiencing that, uh, that, <laughs> that Stanley Cup, uh, you know, hangover. hangover. Yeah. 4-4-1, four, four and one, lost... Uh, two games straight uh, so far entering tonight and yeah. they're a team where you know off to a still start so far but again you know when it comes to teams like that obviously uh, you know you know when you're a team in Colorado where you played most amount of games over the past year including all those postseason games yeah you know, it takes a toll. yeah there's that wear and tear it takes a little bit to uh, shake off or at least for the rest of the league to catch up to well, yeah, and it's also just like, you know, you're kind of riding that high and then reality hits you and it's just like, oh, okay, I can't just like ride the coattails of last season to an extent. Like a new season is a new beginning and they could very well end up with the cup again if they really tried and they could not. It, right, it can go uh, either way. D- it's just defense, what? top 10 team, uh, 27 goals allowed. Power play is still the most lethal in the league, or almost 40%. You know, something is not going to change. It's yeah. just a matter of, again, you know, those 5v5. Uh, numbers yeah i wouldn't even honestly truthfully i wouldn't even worry about colorado unless we come here next week and we're just like yeah colorado actually slipped but i, I doubt it just because yeah. i feel and especially like- too just looking at home and home versus columbus coming up uh, this yeah. weekend and then facing nashville in a few days right uh yeah it's uh, and then carolina after that and then st louis so you know there's there i would say a- carolina would be their most right challenging it's gonna be opponent. a tough challenge yeah Watch All them way. only win that game against Carolina um, and lose the other three. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's looking at the rest of their schedule, too. Really, that's the toughest challenge until probably December when they face Boston. Unless you want to count Buffalo, which we'll get to in a few. But yeah, it's a uh, Colorado team. You know, still cash. You know, they're in the bottom 10. But, you know, yeah. I feel like November is going to be a good month for them. Yeah, but, I expect them yeah. to turn around. I, I bet you it's just like, I honestly want to call it the Stanley Cup blues. Like, you're just like, oh, but I just like, oh, one. I just want to relish in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, following them, which uh, for now, still above them is uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Ew. Uh, entering tonight, 4-4-2. Uh, they lost four straight. Uh, so yes. far, trying to snap that versus LA, but uh, was it four? Or was it three? A four. Four. Okay, I just can't math. Don't ever ask me to do any math. I will completely fail at it. Chicago has been very shocking to me. I honestly, I expected them to be like two six and two or two and ten, like just absolutely abysmal. Um, there's something about these young kids, though. I don't know what water they're drinking, but I would like some to kickstart myself. <laughs> but they just, they seem to be fun and they seem to just like, you know, have a drive to win. Again, we you're right. Like we've been on our losing streak, but it's not like, I, I say like our, like I'm on the team. It's cute, right? But um, they've just, they've been a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, just even today's game, like, I don't think LA is like a great team. They're like, okay, we'll get to them later. But, like, they're not 
the best you know they did they're not the force they used to be but like they've this game has been like a pretty even game and like it's just been fun to watch these kids because they just don't give up and there's something to be said about rookies who are just so excited to play in the nhl so excited to prove themselves to like people oh they just won I yeah, think I Jonathan say, Taves <laughs> just scored. I don't need Let's... you to spoil it for me as I'm watching it, please. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saved it this time. There you go. Yeah. They'll snap that yeah. four-game skid. Uh, Taves, that's the funny thing, too. You're talking about the kids, but, you know, you still look at who's He's one and two. doing so well this season, sorry. One and two in scoring. It's Kane, two goals, eight assists. Uh, Jonathan Taves, seven goals now, uh, two assists. Yeah, after uh, having, like, a horrible season, I guess he heard yeah. that they thought about trading him so he doesn't get better <laughs> stuff up my game yeah but, both of them that's been a big reason too i think just those two still playing good and look at today's game where they were outshot 33 to 19 but mm-hmm. sounds about know, right. st- still managed to uh get two in the back of the net pull off a big win against the king's team which now they're six and six but yeah you know a team where you know another shocking win and just two for chicago looking at one two three Four of their last five games has been one-score games. So. Yeah, I'm, again, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. I don't know if they'll make it into the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to say probably not. I, I, <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to go on like a little skin in December, and it's going to really mess with their heads. But they're a fun team to watch. If you can watch them, I tune in because sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they make you want to rip your hair out. It's great, but. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because I feel like that fits well with our next team too in Montreal five five and one uh, two game losing streak but they're another team too with a lot of young folks um, under uh, Marty Saint Louis I thought mm-hmm. really starting to find their stride and they're a team where yeah again they're towards the bottom of the standings but to me they're a cash team because there's a lot of upside. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I definitely think in like a week or two we're just they're gonna be like probably in like possibly the top 10 um i just feel like i'm not i'm not trying to just like hype up montreal just because i also have a soft spot for them but i think it's just the fact that like they just seem to like you said they're finding they are finding their stride and i think that they just they know what they want from their team and they know what they like is expected of them which is always you know i feel like there's something to be said of knowing your identity in your team and knowing what's expected of you and i know that sounds stupid but i just sometimes some people look so lost out there and they just don't look like they're having fun and they don't look like they're enjoying themselves and it's like just do it <laughs> just have fun just play hockey just enjoy yourselves because sometimes people get so caught up in like the technical side and it's just like you don't need to do that sorry i just I, yeah no I'm absolutely they're, they're a team too you know statistically middling or lean though lower portion for a lot of stats uh just looking at them goals against you know they're 14th 31 so obviously trying to find who's gonna take over for price and you have jake allen uh sam owen both fighting for position i feel like jake allen's a pretty strong guy like i I, honestly i feel like he's had a pretty consistent career unless i can be proven otherwise but from my knowledge i feel like he's had a pretty consistent it's at a 908 percentage so far i'm on 931 but yeah, it's uh, yeah, team still uh, trying to figure it out again. A lot of youth there, but for them to be, you know, at least so far in the season, you know, through eleven games now, five, five and one is a good sign. You know, it's yeah. better better than this next team uh, in Washington, where they had high end expectations as well, and they're only at five, five and two. Uh, lost earlier today versus Detroit, so that puts them at a three game skid on the season. Yeah, I feel like um. 
Seattle's actually doing a lot better. Oh, I'm sorry, you said Washington. Washington I, I, yeah. I saw the, I read the wrong thing. Washington, um, I feel. I feel like I expected a lot more. I don't know what I expected, but I just expected more from them. I expected, I guess, better. I expected, I mean, I guess their offense is probably doing uh, freaking over. Well. Everything about this team is just middling, you know? It's like, yeah. Goals, goals, only 32 goals, uh, 31 allowed. Only 32. 22% of the power play. No, everything about this team score is, is average, and they played uh, below average. I mean, even, you know, scoring wise, Ovechkin, we knew he was going to lead. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like you know, just of his level and just the expectations you have for him, for him through eleven games, he has five goals. It feels, you know, it feels small for him because it feels like he'd already have like nine or ten or something crazy like that. You know, yeah. really, it's tough too. Just finding a lot of guys in this team where they got the plus minus. So you know, even you know those first lines, those top line players, you know, they're struggling to uh, keep pucks out the net, and you know, just Darcy Kemper, you know, moving from Colorado to. Uh, Washington is still uh, in that adjusting period. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be a minute to adjust to like a different defense and everything, but it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel as if Washington always goes, it's like, you know, there's like the C student who always does it, like the bare minimum does exactly what they need to. And Washington has always been like that B where it's like, they could be an A if they just like added that like one extra piece, but they're always content being the B team. And not like literal B team, but like like the B like B plus team. Like they're like okay, we're okay. But like now they've slipped to average, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if any changes come of that. Like depending on what way they go. But I don't know. Not that I don't see improvement from them from them, but I don't know if I see enough to be like not not concerned. <laughs> like just I, I feel like this is not going to be the best of seasons for them. And I was going to say yeah is. There's definitely more concern elsewhere, like our next team in Toronto, where Oof. finally get that get that win they desperately needed. But and this mm-hmm. is another team where you know, we're expecting them to follow up a good regular season last year, and with a good start to the season, haven't really had that so far. Did get a win yesterday, so they're back at uh five and five four and two, uh twelve points in the Atlantic. Uh, I don't have much to say on Toronto besides the fact that they better find their footing sooner rather than later because I think their fans are getting fed up. I mean, they're always they've always been fed up, but especially now <laughs> fed up with their mediocrity and just like right. always feeling like they're so close but never getting it all. And it's just and, I think yeah. they yeah yeah. So looking at this team too, you have Tavares, uh, Nylander, Matthews as top three scorers, seven goals and then four goals for. The other two, so it's definitely a good start so far. Um, Mitch Barner and nine assists, so you know, love seeing that. You now that's the good good sign. But for those four in particular, that's really the heart of the team. So yeah, it's definitely time for them to step up those numbers for sure. Yeah. And as they, because that's really been the issue. They're another team where you know, like Chicago, they've had a lot of one goal losses. Problem is that unlike Chicago, they've been a team that's had the lead and then blown it. So, you know, <laughs> I think back to San Jose. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, you know, even versus Anaheim. Finally, got that one versus Philly is huge. And we have a tough test versus Boston coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah. But after Toronto here is Florida. Uh, Panthers. With, yeah, the Panthers 5-4-1 uh, lost their last contest. So their team 
uh, which actually did go on a bit of a hot streak over the last week before obviously their loss yesterday. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think Flora, you know, after the sudden departure of Joe Quinville last year, um, Joel Quinville, sorry, I don't know why I said Joe, but it's just, you know, I feel like they kind of struggled after that. Like, I feel like he brought something to the team and they kind of lost it once he left. And I feel like it'll be interesting to see how they work this year. And hopefully they can regain some of what they had because I think they were a fun team to watch for a while last year. And I just, it feels like they had their, like, 15 seconds of fame and then it kind of faded into obscurity and it kind of hurts they, they did good for uh, a lot of the regular season after uh Quinn's departure obviously a uh, new coaching taking over but yeah i said one and done uh in the playoffs and then uh to start of this season as well you know uh losing three of their last four games beat auto five to three but you know losing arizona philly and chicago which you know aren't teams necessarily at the top of the standings although we'll get to philly later hey. but and obviously, well, Chicago's win, you know, giving them some credit there. But yeah, goaltending, I think, has been interesting. Uh, Roborowski and Spencer Knight, neither of them with a safe percentage above 90. And for both of them, Roborowski in particular, he they're both splitting time about evenly. He's which, at a, he has six of the 10 games started, but he's given up on average over three goals a game. So that's really shocking for Bobrovsky. I wonder if he's just lost his touch, possibly, potentially. Not saying it's 100% true. Could just be like a bad streak for him right now, but that's very shocking. Just knowing how decent he is, but it could just mean that he's on the decline and they need to find a different goalie. And it's hard to find a good goalie in this <laughs> league. <laughs> you know, it's just like you search and you search, and then you find one, and then groin injuries or concussions, and just it's it's a mess out there. Stay safe, kids. But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can just find their footing soon. And because I think. Again, they just have like a lot of fun people on their team, like not people that like I feel like you'd expect to work, but it just kind of does. So, yeah, you want to move on to our next team? Yeah, following that is the Rangers. Uh, lost to Boston earlier today, so six four and two on the season so far. They're a streaky team, you know. They're on three game skid. Follow that up with uh, three straight wins. Hopefully, this isn't the start of a three game skid, but yeah, you know, this Rangers team—it's been interesting, interesting team to watch, to say the least. Yeah, definitely very up and down. You know, they have their people who stand out, like, I don't know, Artemi Panarin, give them back. But, like, yeah, it's just, you know, they've been a team where I think they had a really interesting season last season. Like, I don't know if it was a season ex- everybody expected from them, but it was definitely fun to watch. It was definitely fun to see. And it was definitely something that I think their fans were excited about. And I think that, you know, it is, again, like the rest of them, like it is just the beginning of the season. So, you know, everything can like flip the other way around, but I think they're just right now, just trying to find like their own game and they're just trying to find their own way a little bit. And it's not like they have easy opponents in the East. The East is, can be very tough when it wants to be like, they just played Boston. Boston is, you know, one of the best in the league right now. So yeah, there's been, I think their issues, Definitely the goals because their team takes a lot of shots. I think I think enter today they let the league in shots, but it's uh, it's finding the back then that's really been an issue for them. And they're not even terrible. They're thirteenth in the league, right. slightly thirty two goals. But again, this I think compared to last year where you know they were getting about four or five goals a game, you know to only really get one or two uh, consistently is been uh, their Achilles heel. Let's stop, and then I'll send another one out. 
and now let's kind of turn it over to the Super 16, and we'll see which teams from this group are cash, which teams are trash, despite the good records. And then we got to start with Minnesota, and now they're a team where you know, unlike the Rangers, you know they, you know, have been a bit shaky. Uh, where you know they're you know rough, obviously rough loss today. You know, still a team I think is cash and buy sleep. Minnesota is one where it's tough to rank them, and I'm kind of leaning towards trash just because. They're five five wow. and one, but you know they they are five four and one their last ten games. But you know losing their prior contest uh, doesn't help, and I just honestly there is the West is just so tough once you get to the top four or five teams that you know Minnesota's not one, especially with their cap situation. Where like the Rangers, you know they're two teams to where strapped for cash can't really make a lot, and you know offensively we know the talent that's there for yeah. the wild, you know, they're a uh, top 10 team in terms of scoring 34 goals on the season. Kaprizov, obviously his huge contract paying off eight goals, five assists, uh, Matt Zuccarello as well, uh, five goals, 12 points, two of them really doing a lot of work uh, offensively, but defense is just, you know, to me, that's the red flag, you know, 36 goals allowed on the season, penalty kill only about 75% clip. And Flurry, you know, he hasn't looked the same as he did in Vegas a couple years ago, Irene. Yeah, I agree. I'm I would even argue Chicago. Maybe we just maybe we just burnt him out, truthfully. Um, maybe. Honestly, maybe. honestly, we 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 fuck up our goalie, sorry, but we just like we really do it to him. Uh we, we have no defense, okay? Anyway, not the point, not the point. But you know, Minnesota has always been a good team, in my opinion. Like they've always just been like reliable like an old reliable horse you know it's just like it'll get the job done they'll win they'll make the playoffs and then they'll quietly exit but I just feel like they could turn it up and I I hope they do soon because I think they can be a lot of fun to watch and I don't know what it is about the damn wild that I get so intrigued by but like I don't know I don't know it's the name maybe but it's just like I just I know they can turn it on and I feel like maybe they're just like taking a minute to find their footing. Because again, we've said it all episode, it's early in the season, but it's just like they can definitely do it. And I think that if they just take a minute and step back and just kind of reevaluate, they could just really go in with a good head and just go. And you know what? If it requires possibly just changing up the goalies just so you know, Flurry can get his own head on straight, then maybe they should do that. Maybe like they need to do yeah, what's best for the team. It's been a tough get there, and the thing is, like number wise, Flurry's still five and one, uh, right. in that, uh, five one two rather. But you know, Philip Gustafson, who's uh the backup, he's only uh so far in his three games played, his eight, his save percentage is at eighty seven, Flurry's is at eighty nine, which is much better. So <laughs> you gotta write the hot hand. Those are really the only two options you're going to be afforded again with how much uh they don't have uh in cap space, and you know this is a team where really because of uh cap resolve there's a lot of expectations uh under him and obviously the injuries too that uh they've gone with greenway hartman felino uh duhame you know those four guys make a big portion i mean they uh, might as well just be lines. an ahl team playing out there right it sounds exactly. like it sounds like that's most of everybody that they really like their top six guys they need out there but it's just like you know even if it's your fourth line you still need a decent fourth line to just not pick up the slack but just kind of keep that momentum going and keep the team going and just kind of like not be the ones to give up goals and just 
you know, kind of drag like the momentum down. You just need those guys that are going to keep the wheels turning and keep pushing and even build momentum. Like a lot of times, like a good fourth line can really do wonders for your team. No, I, I agree. It's just like, you know, when both of your goalies are struggling, half of your team is out. It's really hard, especially with like, you know, calling up players from the NHL that you, you know, like, you know, but you don't really, you don't play with them and it's hard to like gel with them. But then it's like, okay, as like our guys start coming back, it's hard to like adjust back to that. So it's just like, you know, hopefully their team gets healthy soon. Hopefully they have like a few days rest where, you know, they can get some guys back at a practice or two in and just kind of build off that. Um, It's, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because we're, is, is focusing on the next team. You know, I feel like this team in the Los Angeles Kings, they're an extreme version of the Wild. Because their game, no pun intended, their games are wild to watch. I mean, as you saw today, oh, you Chicago. Totally intended that pun. No, not at all. Oh, no, you it's just it. No, it, it's just crazy. This Kings team, just, yeah. you know, they're a team where they're either hot or not. They're either cash or trash. And this is, you know, day and night basis for this team, you know? Oh, yeah. it's, it's not like a team like Toronto where, like, they're hot, and then they get cold, lose four games. They shouldn't be losing. This Kings team, they're either scoring five goals and winning, or they're getting maybe one or two and getting beat by uh, worse teams. This team, let me just tell you, for the Kings, uh, 42 goals scored so far. That's third in the league. Goals against, 47. That's worst in the league. Wow. It's just, it's insane. They're just a lot. They're a lot. <laughs> it's, it feels as if, you know, they don't know what they want to do with themselves. So they're just like, sounds like a plan. We're just going to roll with this. And it's just like, they yeah. kind of roll. It seems like they roll the dice before each game. And they're just like, well, even number we win, <laughs> odd, we just go out there and lose. Yeah. And it's just like, but it, you know, it's funny though. They can be so inconsistent, but as of right now, they're doing pretty okay. Like, I'm sure their fans aren't, like, completely thrilled with them, but they're probably sitting there like, okay, okay, I can watch a team. I can watch a team (laughs) battle it out one, like, you know, tied game most of the time and take it to overtime and have a fun game. Final game that they lose, but, yeah. yeah, This is a six six and six team to where if they had a defense, they could honestly be up there with Boston and Vegas 10 and 2. Or even, even if that's high, you know, give them a win or two when they're up there with Edmonton, uh, the Islanders, you know, seven, eight wins. You know, they're saying offensively, there's no problems. They lead the league in assists. Uh, they got guys like Ken Fiala, you know, 13 points. Gabe Rilardi, 13. Anze Kopitar, already eight assists through 12 games. But, you know, no one's really staying out defensively. I mean, virtually the entire roster is a negative on the plus minus. And th- this, I'll say, this early in the season, you know, it's a bad sign to where, you know, essentially, if they're not scoring then, you know, your best players are the ones giving up the goals on the other end. It's not like a fourth-line, third-line problem. This is a team system problem at play. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it's just like, you know, you need to make sure your guys are on top of it. Like, they need to know that they they not only have to play offensively well, but they also have to get back and defend the puck. Like, fine, you like to score goals, but you also need to make sure the other team doesn't do it either. Like, I don't know. I just... I get, I'm also a very defensive-minded person, um, not only defensive, but defensive-minded, but it's just like, you know, it's just like, you need to, you need to have people who are, not, like, who are willing to do that. Fine, you don't want your big stars, like, jumping in front of the puck and shattering an ankle or something, but it's also like, okay, but you can still stick your stick in and break up a pass. You can still just, like, do little things, like, you know, I was going to say cross-check. I don't think you can't cross-check. But, like, you can do little things. Like, and if you just, like, even watch, like, the really good, like, two-way players play, you can just see how they break up 
like passes in the middle of the ice how they just like kind of stay on their person just to make sure that they can't really pass or they like lose the puck just things like that and it's just like it doesn't need to be like you you have like a star star defense like, you know like a top two defenseman or something right. but it's like you need to just have one you need to have a solid defense just like in general like someone that's not going to let a power play score like three times in a night but it's also like you need to you all need to kind of just play a little defense like if your defense isn't stepping up then maybe you all just like learn to be a little bit better yeah, about that's... defending the puck and not making bad passes or just being yeah with these three teams in minnesota la and our next team in seattle it's definitely the interesting thing where you know offensively you know they're really firing all cylinders mm-hmm. yeah, and this crack a team is one of the biggest surprises of the season so far oh, i 100 agree with you there you know, Ken. 38 goals, six in the league, uh, seventh on power play at 26%. Uh, as we were saying, you know, it's the goals against that are the issue. 38 allowed puts them at 26. Penny kills at 70%, 29. But it's starting the positives. Again, this is just a fun team. Or you remember last year, we're all, you know, we, we look at the roster constructor. We're like, this team can't really score, but they should be okay defensively and goaltending should be good. They were mm-hmm. bad in all three facets. At least here, they're a team where offensively they're firing. Jaden Schwartz, the former Lou, uh, five goals, 10 points. Andre Borowski, four, five was at nine points. Maddie Veneers, who they drafted uh, his first full season, already had nine points through 11 games. It's great to see. So, yeah, offensively, you got a lot of different contributors uh, so far. And it's just, as I said, a new team, the newest team in the league, and uh, off to a good start this season, much better than last year, uh, third in oh, the Pacific. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you and I have talked about it. Like, they, Seattle came in and they, like, wanted to be – the next Vegas Knights, you know, like everybody, like every new team, I should say, probably wants to like become that because I'm sure the league is going to expand, you know, Arizona. I feel like their team is on their way out. Anyway, that's not the point. We've moved on from Arizona, but like, I feel like Seattle, they really wanted to be something like the Knights where it's like this hodgepodge of people where everyone's like, how the hell is this team going to work? But then they weren't, they were like, no, this is why having a new team in the league is kind of hard and it kind of sucks because they kind of suck because it's like they just like sorry to use like such a just like a plain word but they kind of suck like they just weren't good none of like they weren't gelling like they'd get a win here and there and it would be fine and you know like it was enough to like you know keep the fans happy and just kind of keep them on their side and keep butts and seats but it wasn't anything special and this year they seem to be a little bit more special a little bit more fun fine the defense sucks but at least the offensive was on fire and you know the nhl is like every other sports league where they want to turn on the offense and i wouldn't even say (laughs) i wouldn't say defense is probably just more goaltending which again is very surprised but uh martin jones who uh, did get the win earlier uh versus minnesota for a win but yeah, uh, him and Phil Grubauer. Neither of them really off to a great start. Both of them save percentages under 87%, which is bad. Uh, no oh, really? Tender, bad? No goaltender crack in history. I think they had a save percentage above 90, so... It's a good thing they've had a short history. <laughs> I Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to jerk. I know. Fran, uh, France is probably, you know, <laughs> breathing a sigh of relief that it's only a two-year team, not a 20-year team. Yeah, I know, right? If it was a 20-year team, we'd be having a different story, but... Yeah, but... Um, it, 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 that should be fun. Once that goal, honestly, goaltending, I feel like it's just a mind game most of the time, unless they truly suck. But, um, you know, those are both decent. I should say, I'm not saying they're the cream of the crop, but like they're decent goaltenders and it should be interesting to see where they go. And I'm sure once they get that, uh, that blockage in their mind out of their way, they should be fun. And it should be interesting to see how they turn out. And I hope they're just 
fun to watch and I hope they can make a playoff round just to like kind of shut people up because they're like oh you're not the Knights and it's like fine they're not trying to be exactly like them but it's also like you don't have to kick people when they're down so I just I, again I have a soft oh. spot for the Kraken yeah I'll say that's been case for a team in Tampa who uh right above them at a six four and one uh won their last contest versus uh, where is it here? Versus actually lost their last contest. Uh, versus Carolina, four to three in the shootout. Uh, yeah, this is a team where kind of like the Rangers, not really excelling at anything, and kind of like the Rangers too. You know, they're a goaltender. As the Rangers, Igor for uh, uh Lightning Spazileski. Uh, not off to as good of a start as it was last year, but you know, for the rest of the team, no one really. Uh, you know, the team as a whole has kind of been middling so far in the season. Yeah, I I just feel like again like we were talking about with Washington they're just kind of like average like they're doing fine like no one's like super upset with them and no one's like wow the demise is real like the the curse or whatever you know they like to say people I don't know anyway um but they're just like they're okay they're just fine they're there they're existing they're pushing but it's just like they're they're not the force they're not what they used to they don't bring the thunder you know, which is ironic considering they're the lightning. Right. Anyway, <laughs> but no, well, it's been interesting to watch because you know we anticipate and odds are you know their catch team are probably going to really turn it up in the coming mm-hmm. month or so. They got a schedule where they face Buffalo, Edmonton, Perry Gamesers, Washington, Dallas, Calgary. So you know they have a schedule where they could really heat it up over the next couple weeks. And I hope they do. I mean, not I hope because you know I hope for the demise of all good teams, but I think. They will for sure. Like I just, I think that they definitely will turn it up. I, I'm not too worried about these like good teams like having a rocky start because sometimes it's just like you know you lost like a piece in your team and you just for being a team that has been gelling so well, you just need to like figure out how to work with that new piece. And now, he, yeah, here's the question. You know, not worried obviously about a good team that hasn't really gelled. What about a bad team on paper? Team no expectations. That off to a good start in Philadelphia, five three and two on the season. I say good for them. Go them. If you can do it, do it. Prove all the haters wrong. Just kidding. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Philadelphia turns out. Like you know, I don't think anyone expected them to be halfway decent, and here they are proving kind of everybody wrong again. It's only the start of the season, but you know, sometimes that just happens. Like I feel like that's what we were talking about with um the Knights and what Seattle was trying to do but like the Knights did was they they took a a hodgepodge of people and you're like what the hell is this like how is this gonna how is it gonna work and then it just kind of worked and sometimes you just have to sometimes you just have to throw something at the wall to see if it sticks right and and entering the week I thought uh John Terrell did a good job uh with that taking this team it's really on paper not good looking team but uh, things did look good really up until this week, I think. And then obviously lost Carolina four to three. Uh, shut out by the Rangers, losing overtime. Uh, Igor played a heck of a game. Uh, for yesterday, a lot of people <laughs> because of how bad Toronto was, a lot of people would pick Philadelphia. Maybe that got to their head that they started getting some respect. Uh, they lose that one five to two. Right. But Carter Hart still have a nine forty three save percentage. Uh, two point one goals allowed for the season. He's he's Carter Hart that I thought he was going to be. And a lot of people thought he was, but lost hope. But five and zero on the season when he's played so far. Oh, maybe you know, maybe he just needs to start all the games forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that would be the dream. I mean, I guess. But why do you want to kill your goaltender? <laughs> no, but he's definitely he's fun young goaltender. 
uh, yeah. to watch. Sometimes and... you just need to give them a minute to gain experience. Sometimes, especially I feel like the East, especially in the metropolitan, has been like super dominant lately, and it's just like you know you can't expect someone to immediately adjust like that like you can't just expect someone to just turn it on instantly especially like a young guy like you need to give them a minute to adjust but seems like he's adjusting better and he's, he's doing he's doing well he's five and oh when he's playing he's big reason why they're a top 10 team uh statistically in defense uh goals against as well and moving from them to detroit their team five three and two uh fourth in the atlantic uh win today over washington which is something they haven't really been able to say a lot for the past few years. They have no. a fun challenge ahead uh, with the New York trip, Isles and Rangers, Montreal, and then New York again. But a team where, you know, offensively, Dom- Dominic Kubelik, Dylan Larkin, those two uh, new teammates really starting to gel. And in that, uh, Vili Husso looks like he's going to take the starting job from uh, Alex Nadeljevic, uh, his slow start to the season. Oh, I mean, I would even argue, like, this is like Philadelphia, you know, you go in with, like, I would say probably not the highest of expectations and just kind of like being like, it is what it is. Like it's going to be, they're going to be who they are. They're going to be either good or they're going to be bad. And I think they're surprising everybody. And I think it's going to be fun to watch because it seems just like a bunch of young guys just enjoying the game. Right. And And that's the the best thing you can ask for. Yeah. And the Atlantic, you know, they're above Toronto, Florida, which are two teams. I think most people would have tabbed above them for mm-hmm. pretty much all the season outside of maybe game one. So, right. you know, for them to be this high already is a pretty, pretty big, but not the highest uh, shock in the Atlantic. We'll get to them in a minute. First, uh, just Calgary uh, lost their last couple games, but still five, five and three on the season. Start off the season five and one. Uh, starting to slow down. So, a pretty strong team uh, in the Pacific uh, defensively as well. Only 25 goals allowed. And their penalty kill, too, has been terrific. Honestly, I say it a lot to, like, everybody I know, but I always say um, offense wins games, defense wins the championships. Not saying that they're going to go win the Stanley Cup, but I do think there is something to be said of having, like, a strong uh, goaltender and a penalty kill you can rely on. Like, Not saying it's not nice to have power, power play goals but there is something to be said about just like every time you know someone just like takes a dumb penalty or just like a penalty happens or something it's nice to know that 90 percent of the time or whatever you can rely on your team to pick up the slack that you dropped and it's just like it's nice knowing that you're not always going to be putting your team in jeopardy because you took a penalty describe yourself five and four uh just lost earlier today on nashville that's three straight but still uh at least they did put up a good fight. And again, these are also another team where really exceptional today. A lot of these losses, a lot of these games are one goal games. Right. Jacob Markstrom obviously having a pretty strong season so far. And Calgary's team expected to be good uh so far, living up to that. As we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So but, and not uh, to be a, a hater, that, but team that kind of shocked some folks in terms of their rebound was the Islanders. And looking at them, seven and four won five straight uh after tonight. Uh, 7-3-0 in their last 10 games. And Lane Lambert coming in, taking over for trots. And this team is on the ups again. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely putting something in the water. He's just doing something right. And this team, I mean, I have a lot of soft spots for a lot of teams. But there is something we, you know, you and I both went to college on Long Island. And that's where we met. And it's just like, I love it there. And I never caught a game out there, surprisingly enough. I don't know if you did, but um, 
I wish. Yeah, right. And it's just like, well, to be fair, they were pretty good then, so it was expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, you know, they have been pretty good. And last year, I think they had like a shockingly bad season. I don't think anyone expected them to do as bad as they did. And it's nice right. to see them come in, you know, just make a few tweaks here and there. It didn't have to be like a huge overhaul start over thing. Um, even though some, I feel like some people would try a to lot of the that. fan base was, you know, clamoring for that and really no big changes outside of trots, which was definitely right. the biggest shock. But... That's what I'm saying. It's just like, it, it, you know, sometimes it's like you find someone who works, but it's like, they're not taking you all the way. So you need to find somebody else who can work for you. And clearly they did. And he's doing something right for right now. And they're seven and four. And I love that for them. <laughs> and I, I think we're just only going to watch them do better. I'll say the biggest Honestly. difference between this Trotslet team and Lambertlet team is the offense. You know, this Isles team, we know how good the defense is. They're a uh, top five defense. 25 goals against puts them third in the league. But offensively, they were not strong last year. They were usually in the 20s. They're seventh right now. 36 goals on the season. Uh, look at Anders Lee. has five goals, 10 assists. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom as well, stepping up in nine games played. He has four goals. You know, even defensively, guys like Noah Dobson, who they took a gamble on, gave him a big extension he has three goals three assists so far this season so yeah they're this isles team especially really since last week when uh they shut out the rangers they've Mm -hmm. been on a roll five straight uh, over again big names uh, new york carolina colorado uh st louis so maybe maybe the key is to beat the rangers and go on (laughs) i guess that's the big yeah boss is already (laughs) on a heck of a win streak so i guess they're gonna just double that after tonight but uh, yeah, speaking on teams and winning, uh, Winnipeg, uh, six three and one on the season so far. Uh, won their prior game, and they're a team who again had high expectations, especially with all the off season stuff, all the off season moves they made, uh, in uh the Central and tied with Dallas for first place, uh, winning today in overtime over uh, Montreal. Yeah, I feel like you know Winnipeg has been very up and down the last few years and I feel like you know with the offseason moves that they've made they clearly were looking for this they were looking for a team that could be solid and a team that could win a team that could take things to overtime and get it done if they needed to it looks like they're doing it and I I I don't know if it'll last I'd like to think it would just because I feel like Winnipeg again just like the system that they have they've always been just like a solid team and they've always just put up like a good I don't want to say defense. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, well, I think it fits this year for sure. Well, this uh, year, but I'm just like, I feel like they've just always been so solid and they've always just like put up a good front, I guess. And they've always just been like a good opponent to play. And they've always just kind of like pushed their opponents and just pushed it to the max. Yeah. Seen uh, players like uh, Josh Mor- Morrissey defensively, the team uh, and assist with eight. That's all his points. Leading even points as well. But no, goaltending wise as well. Uh, David Ridge has two games. Uh, has a three point oh seven goals allowed. Uh, Connor Hellebuck too is off to a great start. And you talk about Vesna contenders. He's off to a good start four and two in the season. But really two four one goals, nine thirty one save percentage. An early candidate, very early, but you know definitely someone who's a candidate for that. One of the reasons again why they're uh third in goals against twenty five. Yeah. And with that, one of the big surprises, I think, we don't expect that Winnipeg to be good. They're living up to it. This is shocking Buffalo, to me. Buffalo, seven and three. You can really, these two teams, I think we went together, Buffalo, New Jersey. We'll start Buffalo, but both teams, seven and three. Buffalo on a three game win streak. 
Yeah, um, shocked. Shocked. Buffalo. <laughs> Especially after they traded away Jack Eichel. Like, I was just like, you know, that was a whole drama. Maybe they got rid of the drama. Who knows? But, like, I was shocked, happy, confused. Um, Like, you know, I feel like Buffalo has always been such a joke of a team. Uh, same with Jersey. I know we're going to talk about both. But, like, it's just – it's it's – it's shocking and it's a good thing and i hope that the people of buffalo they seem to be like you know they want their they want their their team they want a good team and they want like people that they can rely on and you know i think the whole jack eichel situation was very messy and i think there was a lot of things going wrong with that but it seemed to have sorted itself out and everybody seems to be for the better yeah one aspect definitely i think defensively and especially in that thing craig anderson he's only played three games but he's three no uh, was nine four six eight percentage, uh, one point six goals against. So him being right as of right now, he's the best backup in the league, which is crazy for a forty two year old <laughs> to do. That's but insane. he's he's done it so far through his three games. Eric Comrie uh, is the usual netminder for them, uh, eight ninety eight save percentage, but a three point two nine goals allowed. He's not doing too bad. Uh, kind of being thrust into this uh goalie number one spot. But really, I think the key has been the offense for this Buffalo team and the young guy stepping up, Tage Thompson. Picking up where he left off uh, last year's shockingly hot start. Seven goals, 14 points. Rossman's Dalene, also 14 points. Uh, Jeff Skinner, uh, Alex Tuke, both of them, 10 points. Victor Olsen as well, eight goals, nine points. So, you know, this is a team to where they, this is the first time where, you know, they've had a lot of different pieces to take a turn to and get them goals. As we saw earlier this week, beating Detroit 8-3 to in Pittsburgh yesterday, 6-3. to they they clearly have just like turned it on and they turned it all the way up. They said we're not playing around this season. If you want us to be good, I guess we're gonna be great. So that'll be fun. Um, we're, and we're talking about fun teams. They're gonna face Carolina and Tampa Bay tomorrow and Saturday. So oh, that should that should be good games. Two fun games circle on the calendar. And New Jersey as well. Following them, they're we talking about shocking. It was what ten days? Not even. It was like ten days. They were uh chanting fire rough, fire Lindy rough. And, yeah, I guess they're not uh, chanting that anymore, are they? Seven and three. Right. It's like he and the team is now fueled out of spite over those chants that <laughs> Yeah, honestly. I guess, you know, they say hate is the biggest motivator or something like that. I don't know the quotes a hundred percent. But you know <laughs> I always have to get it out of my head that Jersey is always just bad because I feel like sometimes they actually do pretty well. But, um, you know, clearly they're off to a good start and they just wanted to prove everybody wrong. And, you know, so I, I will say it, fans 90% of the time jump the gun and are just like fire someone after like a two game losing streak. Right. But like, honestly, I was shocked they didn't fire Lindbrook because they missed playoffs the last couple of years. He's the, the coach, the guy really designed the system. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't really working out, especially with these young guys. You know, New Jersey is a team, kind of reminds me of the Rangers a couple years ago under Quinn, where it's like you expected them to do good, and then they didn't. <laughs> so you're thinking, all right, if you fire the coach, get someone else in there, maybe they'll figure it But, it, it, again, after the, the rough couple, two, three games to start the season, they've really found themselves a <laughs> uh, five-game win streak. Uh, obviously, big, not only that, but they, they win big, like 6-2 or 7-1 versus yeah. Detroit Columbus. They hold hold on to leads now, like shutting out nothing, winning earlier today versus Edmonton, 4-3. Uh, Jesper Bra has been a great player to watch. 12 assists, 16 bar, and uh, Jack Hughes, we knew how good he was going to be. Right. You know, Nico Heischer as well, 5 goals, uh, 10 points on the season. 
you know, they have been a tremendous trio uh, for this team. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, you're right. Like, I'm surprised they didn't fire him. But it's just like, he clearly, one, is a good salesman, and two, <laughs> sometimes we've talked about it before, I think, either in hockey or the NFL or something. We were talking, and it's like, why don't they just fire him? It's like, sometimes they don't have a better option, though. And it's like, what, who are you going to pick? Where are you going to find somebody? And sometimes it's like, the talent pool can be like that. And I'm sure they could find someone if they really tried, but I'm sure they just didn't want to. It's like the start of the season. It's already hectic enough. Not that it makes it better to fire someone halfway through the season, but sometimes it's just like, maybe it's just one more season. Maybe they'll have to pay him more if he leaves now or whatever, but you know, I guess right now they're, they're happy with sticking with their guns, but who knows? Yeah. Eight and two in their last 10 games, Jersey on a five game win streak snapping, the five-game win streak of Edmonton, who drops to seven and four, but uh, that that duel, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, most lethal duel in the league. I never want to see them again on my screen. <laughs> That's it. You're uh, telling me. You know how many times I've seen uh, Connor McDavid burn through the Rangers' defense in every NHL commercial over the last year and a half. Did you know that the Blackhawks used to win against them? Did you shocking. know that? They're I know, right? I'm, I'm shocked the Rangers just went against them. The young like David and Drysdale still to bet against them. But they, yeah, I mean, you know, I still don't think they have much of a defense. It could be different this year. It could be 100% wrong, but. Clearly, who needs defense when you have Leon Dreisaitl and freaking Connor McDavid running around there? Like, it's like it, they run around there like it's their last game ever. Like, that they're someone said, if this is your last game, you're dying tomorrow. And it's insane how they play with that energy every night. What is it like to be a young kid? I say, as I'm 24, but like, it's yeah. just insane to me to watch these guys play. And you know what? For as much shit as I give them and will give them throughout the season it's so much fun to watch these people play. It's so fun to watch good players in their prime. Like it's fun to watch Austin Matthews. It's fun to watch Connor McDavid and it'll be fun to watch like all of these people grow up and just exceed expectations. (laughs) Two players in the league now above 20 points. That's McDavid with 22 and Dreisaitl with 21. Dreisaitl with 16 assists, David 11 goals. And as you were saying, uh, offensively, shockingly, they're only fourth goal scored and you're right defensively is where you want to see them improve 32 goals allowed 19th middle of the middle of the pack but you see it in the results too you know they're a team where they win you know they're winning big three to one six to five uh, versus chicago that was a hectic game uh, seven i don't even to four, want to talk about it <laughs> right? when they lose it's those four to three games where you know if defense you know it's all about bend don't break they're they learn how to bend instead of break we saw how far they went last year, making it to the final four. But they're a team to where, as you said, they're really a strong defense away from taking the championship. They know, really are, though. Especially with McDavid and Drysdale, they got the talent. Mm-hmm. But moving on now to uh, the final four teams we have on the list, starting with who's with who's cash, and we have Dallas here at six three and one. Uh, they've been off the past couple days, but they have gone off to a good start as well. Really, we're talking about identity, finding identity. They're a team, I think, where they're starting to find an identity. Yeah. Um. I mean, right now they're winning five nothing against Arizona. Uh. But I mean, it's also Arizona. But to be fair, I think <laughs> Dallas. You know, Tyler Sagan is. I think just like in the prime of his career, and I think he's just gonna do it, and he's just gonna take the team all the way if he really has to, because, you know, he did win the cup with Boston way back when you know when the time machine was working but it's just like he he 
he wants it bad. And I think this team, like they've finally grown up a little bit because I think for the past few years, they've been a little young and they've had like some pieces that needed to be changed out. But now they're, they've really gelled and they just know what they want. They, and I think they're going to be I, a fun team to watch. Yeah. In terms of their producers, they got a good mix of young and veteran uh, experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I said Sagan, uh, five assists, eight points, Joe Pavlovsky, five goals, nine points. Uh, some of the youth there, like Rope Hints, five goals, 12 points. Jason Robertson, obviously, I think has been the biggest producer. They uh, give him that extension very late uh, in the offseason, and it's like he never took a break. He's eight, eight assists, 13 points already. He's Him in particular, he's played phenomenal so far. But I think, too, when that, we're talking about Vesna contenders and the Otter, Jake Ottinger, it's definitely got to be in there. Five and one starts so far. It's got to be six and one, assuming he's playing today. 1.4 uh, goals against, nine. 5-2 save percentage. He's been probably their biggest reason, even more so than Jason Robertson, for why they're off to such a good start, top of the central right now. And looking from uh, the central, now back to the east, we have Carolina. It's 7-2-1, 1-3 straight uh, so far. Their team, we're getting a lot of expectations. Didn't make a lot of moves, but you know they made moves over the offseason. They got better. And not a shock there, record-wise, at least the third best team in the league. Yeah, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if they moved up. Even I don't know how much more up they can move, but I wouldn't doubt if they moved up. You know, we were talking about them earlier. I think that they're while they're youthful, they are more experienced now, and I Absolutely. think that I think they're just going to hit their stride. And honestly, I hope they win the cup. Um, they're like my, I, you know, it's not like an absurd thing to say. But I just like I have this really big love for Carolina ever since years ago, someone tweeted out, you know, when the Blackhawks were good, that Carolina is like the Blackhawks B team <laughs> because like we used to trade a lot with them. And it's like right. it's fun to see like some of the players like Tegu Teravine and everything just right. like doing well and hitting their stride. And I don't even really like Tegu Teravine. And that's a hot take, but that's not the point. Point being, it's exciting to watch them play. And I think they're just going to have a really fun season. I think Carolina fans are really going to enjoy watching their team play that's the thing too you notice their success a lot of it is just guys from other teams coming in and really shiny freddie anderson and yeah. that obviously from toronto so <sighs> brent burns from san jose he has seven points brady shea former ranger uh five points uh seth jarvis for former jacket three points uh you know i was just saying a lot of a lot of guys Sarah Vine in three points a lot of uh you know talent from other leagues uh, from other teams coming in and really producing uh helping them it's seven two and one so far Looking at who's cash, who's the best in the league, and really, it's a tough race between Vegas and Boston. Boston being the Rangers are today, seven straight wins now, nine and one in their last ten, ten and one. Vegas right behind them at ten and two. They're on a six-game win streak, and they are a tier above the rest of the league. Irene. Yeah, I I don't know how much more I can say about the Knights, just besides the fact that my God, will they ever not be good? It'll be astounding. They're like. They just, it's like you came into the league, you decided to be good. And now you're not just not going to be good. You're just always going to be good and always going to be, you're always going to be known as like the new team who came into the league who almost won the Stanley Cup. It would have been cooler if they did, but like, you know, they were that close. But then Boston, like we were talking about earlier, like it's just like, it's so shocking to me with like the things that they've lost. Like they've lost a lot of leadership, in my opinion, and like key pieces of leadership for potentially younger guys coming into the system 
but it's like you know you have to turn the system over like you you know they they have a, an older team um I wonder what like the average age looks like because I remember there was something a few years ago about like the younger guys in the league and like the average age or whatever and it was like 22 and I was like oh my god that's so weird um and I was 22 anyway <laughs> but like it's just like you know you want Boston to like I don't know I don't want them to do well but anyway but it's just like you know we didn't know what it would be like for them coming into this season and like they haven't done much in the playoffs they haven't done much with their team in a few years and now they're just kicking ass yeah it's team. 22 of the two teams that are atop it's Bruce Cassidy's new team Bruce Cassidy's old team obviously right. over the offseason uh Bruins let go of Cassidy for uh Jim Montgomery he's off to 10-1 start uh Cassidy goes to Vegas taking over for Pierre DeBoer and Vegas, and those they were a middling team last year, missed the playoffs for the first time. And they, you know, under Cassidy and won six straight. And both these teams really emphasizing a strong system. Vegas more so defensively, but both teams firing on all cylinders, top 10 statistically 100%. on offense. Uh, Vegas, the better team defensively in terms of uh, goals allowed. Uh, Bruins have the best uh, offense in the league, 44 goals scored, including five from earlier today. Against Irish Sturkin, you know, the Rangers as an uh, awardee. So, to, you know, put that on him is uh, a definitely a telling sign that these two teams, they're going to stay hot for, I think, a long, long portion of the season. Uh, going back to Bruins, both teams are really the Bruins. You know, it's a matter of just staying healthy. You yeah, know, 100%. look at uh, look at teams. Well, for Vegas, you know, they had injuries in, over the offseason. Some guys still out, key pieces still out. But, you know, for the Bruins, again, I haven't had more. Uh, guys like uh, Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle were hurt. Uh, even recently, Craig Smith, Derek Forber, Jeremy Swayman, you know, they've been hurt over the past week, but, you know, still winning in spite of all of, all those injuries. Right. Um, I think it should be fun. It should be a good season. All right, you guys, it's the end of our episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment if you really like it. If you don't like it, keep your comments to yourself. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. We hope to see you next week. Bye.